there is no sync. The lyrics are terrible. Who cares? <laughs> Very hard, hard to drink. drink. Very hard to drink. Uh, terrible lyrics. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Very, 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 very. <laughs> um, all right. like to be so interactive with Siri like it's also sexy how she's like uh-huh she's really you said it like that no but I like it since that changed do you ever say to her like do you like that and she's like uh-huh hey Siri uh-huh. do you like that Unsexy. Totally unsexy, Siri. But when she goes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> you look like a Beavis and Butthead fan tonight, Sam. I, I am a Beavis and Butthead fan. Are well, you not? That adds up. No, I am. Yeah, okay. But I've not watched it since I was young. I have recently. Is it good? It's so good. It really holds up. It's like a really irreverent and very sarcastic. It's entirely meaningless the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not meaningless, right? Because they're also like, it's it's like a satire of a brainless teen teenage boy who's like obsessed with boobs and... Yeah. Right? It's so hyper contemporary that it's not... So bound to its time as you'd think. Really? Interesting. Yeah. It's like... Um, who made Beavis and Butthead? Like, I know it was an empty. It's like movie, how... Um, but who was... Heterosexuality is as gay as you can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, because it's like... Um, like Cause it's straight like straight dudes jacking off in the same room, but totally straight... Yeah, yeah, or just like, just whatever, just protesting so much about love and, oh, I just love, I just love it, I just love it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I just, I just love, I just love that me and, me and, an, and a woman. <laughs> Hang on, I don't need, are you talking about Beavis and Butthead now? Or... <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about how oh, yeah. they protest so strongly about about being contemporary. Like it's very grunge. It's very nineties. Yes, but it is so much so and so tongue in cheek that it's also just wing. completely unbound. Exactly. Yeah. With a wing. <laughs> 
Yep. Mm. Anyway. Who is your favourite on our on UK season two? This season? Yeah. Who's your favourite? Uh, that's a good question. So who have got to choose from? Well, we've I guess got, Nathan. Um, yeah, you love Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little chimney sweep. Friend. Yeah, and then and I mean, <laughs> who? Look, we, there was a huge spoiler. We'd never given such a big spoiler, except that now we are BFFs with Nathan and Kara. Who sent us this beautiful message. Shall I play it for the listeners? And now we know that they win the season. And I should tell our listeners, and perhaps you, Sam, that they are still together and they have two children. It's very sweet. Um, I love them both but as well. They have two children? They have two. They just had a second child. Maybe I'll just drop this in instead of playing it off my phone. But I'm going to start it from... And we are the winners of season two UK Love Island. And you're listening to Love Mainland, the world's best Love Island podcast. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> did such a good job. We love you both so much. Love you guys. Thank <gasps> you, Nathan and Cara. Nathan and Cara. So um, I think, but I mean, even before that, Nathan was my favourite. You have loved him from the beginning. It's true. And uh, I think that the public record will bear that out if you listen back over the podcast. You particularly liked how he started in episode one with saying, I'm funny, that's how I get the birds into bed. Yeah. I don't know if that was even true by him. You know, has he, is he, was he a virgin before Kara, do you think? <laughs> no, do you think so? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Um, and then... Um, Anybody else? Yeah, who else do you like? It's interesting that the women you've commented on as being the most hot aren't the women that would come up in your favourite list. Because I think Rachel... I'm really calling you out here. You are, and I'll cop it. I think Rachel's the hottest, but I don't think she's my favourite in any way. Like, she's not that good value. Um, I, I mean, Sophie. Other than Sophie, you mean? Sophie's our fave. Yeah. I can't think of anybody else because I don't like Olivia. Even though Olivia's, I I can see Olivia's value, but I don't think she. I really like Olivia, and I've liked her from the start. And you have. She seems quite real to me. No, she's not my jam. Yeah, she's my jam. Yeah. I like her. But I see what you mean. Like she's definitely on the level, more than any of them. Yeah, you just like um, lovable men. Mm-hmm. Or like women who are hot but aren't good value or women who are now deceased. That's untrue and unfair. Sophie is both hot and good value. And deceased. And deceased. Oh, I see. I missed that part of you. Yeah, if you're going to be cool, you got to be dead. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. I'm eating on, on thing now. Oh, we're doing it again. I'm eating a very alcoholic plum from a <laughs> bottle of Japanese plum wine. You are. So, um, last week we didn't record an episode, uh, but instead we got, we, we, we hung out and we listened. That's so loud, Sam. Dodgy style. Dodgy style is going to hate this. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon Dodgy style's at home listening to this. I hope so. And we, and please come on the pod. We want to interview you as a fan. Yes, I'm really, I am actually like genuinely well, I can tell that you know idea, a lot. This idea that we don't like or watch the show, like 
we care so much about this show. We talk, we we watch and dedicate time to talk about it every week together. I mean, we have a podcast about the show. Come like, does Dodgy Styles have so many friends that are just talking about Love Island more in a more dedicated way than we are? Yes. Like, how could a there's Love like a hundred thousand people on the Love Island subreddit and. But we've They're made a podcast friends. about it. Why would the critique be that we don't like or care about the show? We clearly do. I, I, I because we, because the discourse that is we maybe different is to, different yeah. to theirs. They have like a subculture that yeah. we're not actually part of. We're not part of it at all. Yeah, that's true. Like, I haven't even taken the time to look at the Reddit. Threads that involve my own podcast, let alone looking at the Love Island Reddit threads. I have. Yeah. All of that studious business has been left to me. <laughs> you are a good worker. <laughs> um, so anyway, last week. It's good week, they're talking about us on there. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And um, it's good that um, Nathan and Cara think we're the best. It's so cool. Um, Love Island podcast, you know. They were the winners mm. of season two. They were the winners. Guys, I'm Nathan. And I'm Cara. And we are the winners of season two UK Love Island. And you're listening to Love Mainland, the world's best Love Island podcast. Yes. Yeah. Love you both so much. Hope you are having a nice time with your children in lockdown. Mm, they probably are and each other. They really. How could they um, have a bad time? It's so loving between them. What we've seen on the show. Mm. I mean, this is another really bizarre thing about Love Island, right? Like, if there is this couple that now exists outside okay. of the show in the real world, but we saw their courtship. But their courtship was like four seconds long from day one. So they they he they walked out. In she goes one. yes. Yeah, and he went yes, and he said. Yes. He chose her day one. Yeah. And they stayed together. And they stayed and together. It. And now they got so two kids. Wild. It's um, From day one, Sam. So like what is this? Like It's 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 unfortunate. It's like the it's like an anti Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing star crossed about them. Nah. There's nothing tragic. There's nothing prohibited. There's nothing tragic. They don't I mean we've watched a lot of them. They don't seem to be on each other's backs. No. He's in the position he wants to they be in. They fit each other perfectly. Are they just not neurotic? Interestingly, like it's an interesting Talking question. To your microphone. It's an interesting question because I refuse <laughs> to. I refuse to talk. Talking to your goddamn microphone. <laughs> They, they 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 there's a, there's like a whiff of neuroticism to both of them. Are they cured by love then? Maybe. Uh, like part of me, like my intuition, this is unthought out. This is not educated. But they sort of came onto the show really genuinely wanting love. Mm. And, and that's why it worked. Well, he wanted a woman to tame him. Mm. And he got that. Mm. I mean, she's literally a circus bitch. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so he's the clown and she's the ringmaster. Yeah, uh, yeah he's the yeah. fucking panda bear. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, and she's a burlesque bitch. I know, but the you. thing is, like, getting what you want is no assurance of any sort of stability. No, I it's mean, true. Getting what you want's more likely to be the opposite. Because I think there's enough spark, some sort of, like, je ne sais quoi, whatever it is, some sort of tension between them. There's enough energy between them to keep that love alive. Oh, they're sexually attracted to each they other. They totally not, are. And there's like a lot of energy between them. There's energy, but and also there's just Nathan puts up with um, things that Tom wouldn't put up with. Who's like, Tom? What are you talking about? You think Nathan puts up with shit? I think Kara is putting up with shit. Kara's a sweet angel. Uh, what does Nathan got? Yeah, put I don't up disagree with? with that. They both put up with. They both put up with each other. Yeah, Nathan is a insane chimney sweep. Yeah, but when's he has he done anything probo? But he says probo shit all the time. He I just, know, but he's, he's got a just, manic energy. He's just got that. She's exactly. like, okay, honey. Exactly. She's putting. What is he putting up with? Um, she mugged him off in front of people, and he got upset. Mm, he called her out, and she was cool with it. She was cool with it, and yeah. she goes, "Okay, yeah, you're right. I did mug you off, mm. and I'm sorry." Mm. And then they were fine. They've not fought again. It was incredible. It was incredible I watching know. them resolve that fight. It was so amazing because she was angry and he was and then he was angry and then she said she said, Come here, I don't want to fight. Yeah. And he sort of started laughing and then they were able to laugh within and a fight. Yes, and then she said, Yeah, you're right, I did mug you yeah. off. Yeah. And he was like, Well, don't do it again. Don't and do it again. She said, I won't. I won't. It was and then ridiculous. the fight was revol- resolved. <laughs> I love how we're both like, whoa. <laughs> It was like quite a beautiful moment. It was. It was. But she definitely like um Cuz they were yelling, they were worked up and then they just t- they th- then they just self-soothed each other. Yes. In a pretty amazing but way. But if he was dedicated to some like um really like really um packaged ham version of mm. like alpha masculinity mm. like Tom or Dan mm. or something. Mm. 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 He wouldn't tolerate a lot of what she does. I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of I've I've got to stand up for her here. I don't think she's the one that needs to be tolerated in this relationship. I don't think that's where their magic happens. I'm not I don't think she's intolerable. No, I, I don't think she's intolerable either. No. I think she would be intolerable to Tom or to Dan. Yeah. Yeah, and she'd also be super bored with either of those men. Sure. Yeah. Because they're nowhere near as funny as Nathan. Because the they'd best be guy intolerable on the show. to her. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they'd be intolerable to her yeah. also, but he's not intolerable. No. Nor is she, but I can see... How wh- did she mug him off? Can you remind me? What did she actually do? What was he upset about? She said she was going to fuck someone else in front of other people. Oh, or that she maybe wanted to. Which is a hardcore something. thing to say Did she say I wanted sometimes. to fuck someone yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. I can't remember. Yeah. But she, she And did. she was like, hey, I'm just being loose. Uh, like, you know, we're talking, it's jokey. It wasn't about anyone that existed. No, she but was he was like, yeah, but you're making it look me. like we're not yeah. as close as we yes. should be. And she agreed with that. Yeah. And then it was And solved. they made up. Yeah. So quickly. Yeah. After a blow up. It was, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, they're really nice. But she is pretty loose in that way, which is what's great about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he sees that that's what's yeah. great about her. But he also makes gags about, like, fucking other men in the house. Like, you know... Don't yes, but ga- making gags about fucking other men in the house is not threatening to her because no. she knows that he's not, like, dedicated to a gay position or anything like yes, that. Yes, but he also, like, you know, comments on other people's... But, like, he's pretty loose as well, and she, well, she allows Yeah, it. like, he's, like, one of Marlon's girlfriends. Yes. He really is. They, like... Proppy, they, he'll prop up on a pillow and they'll just chat and, and oh, gossip. I know. And um, also... Nathan's great. In the episode that we watched How tonight, How could you say Olivia, that Nathan needs toleration? He's great. But of course he... Excuse Tolerance. <laughs> Tolerability. He's got to be tolerated diliod. <laughs> okay, so he does, though. I don't... This is, That seems a bit massage to me. Like, he does. Remember in the first few episodes, we were like, who the fuck? is this dude he was saying problematic shit constantly he's hyped up he's like when he was saying um, you're the most you're the most frigid bird you're I've the most frigid met. well fuck it and then and then remember when they were having a fight because she was upset that he was like you won't uh shag me and he was really pissed off and then he was like he was like shine my sunglasses Remember when he, like, threw his sunglasses at her? Cute. And I was like, who is this dude? Cute. Yeah, but now it's cute. It's yeah. true. But uh, Olivia was all heartbroken. And, you know, that's Rikard and Olivia. Rikard having left f- for this other woman, Rachel, even though he'd stooped her secretly in a bed. And Olivia was sad. Oh, God. That's skipping way ahead. I know. I know. But we're skipping into the most recent episode. Okay. So, we've watched like six episodes since we last recorded because we just thought Only we have to speed through open. this. There's like 50 episodes. Yeah. And we've still got to get to Mike Thalassidis and then to Carolyn Flack. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, but, um, also we were pretty out of it when we watched these episodes that involved Sophie heavily. I yeah. Say. Okay. Yeah. It was late at night. It was quarantine. But we've just watched episodes. Yeah. We had been drinking. We'll admit it. It's quarantine. Um, epi 16, which we just watched Tom and Sophie are still together. Despite three episodes of them looking as if they're breaking up. Of a slow-mo breakup. Yeah. But they're still together nonetheless. Well, but that, I mean, that slow-mo breakup as we're calling it, but let's just call it like a bump in the road or something. That can be a feature of a relationship, of of even a lasting relationship. We happen to know that that doesn't happen for Tom and Sophie. Well, that's right. But it can be. I mean, you can... I've, mm. There are some relationships mm. that just look like they shouldn't last and then, and then they, they get do. through that like three-month period mm. and then they're fine and it, it lasts forever or whatever. This is true. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen for them. No. Not for our dear painting. And in egg. the part, no. And in the past three, four episodes, Sophie's like the look on her face and the tone in her voice is that it's... She feels bad for the breaking of Tom's heart that mm. is slowly happening that she knows she's responsible for. She's letting it happen very slowly. Exactly. As well. She could just say, listen. Exactly. It's not. And and interestingly, Sam, like we noticed something in a previous episode that we watched where Sophie was talking about being afraid of Tom. She was afraid to say certain things to Tom and other housemates expressed that right that they were yeah that that there was like a side to tom that they were afraid of it's strange because yes that the producers slash editors had cut together a thing of um a few different people saying oh i wouldn't say that sort of thing in front of tom or like uh yeah yeah tom's not the most approachable fellow yes 
And we hadn't noticed that at all. No. Which makes me feel as if they've really like favoured him in the editing. Yes. That there's some aspect of his body language and his general bearing that makes him seem like he's terrifying. Yes, and the people in his company are a little afraid of him. Yeah. Sophie included. I think He's a big a, boy. He's a big painted He's egg. a bigger fellow. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, big boy in every way. Mm. And it's something to keep in mind when we're considering Sophie's movements in this relationship. Do you think that they're just together because the... Dick is good. I mean, she's. I think she's getting so little dick. What do you talk? Every night, every time the night oh, vision yeah, cam goes on, true. now they're just they're fucking. It's yeah. true. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make an assumption like that because if you're living in such scarcity, <laughs> and like truly, yeah, 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 you are living in genuine scarcity. Yeah, and under monitoring. Yeah. So you're just gonna take. Take, take the dicking that you can. Uh, yeah. I would. I wouldn't say. I don't reckon that's her only option, though. I know, or she feels intimidated by him, or she doesn't quite know a how to break up with someone, and like more b how to break up with someone on television. Yeah, I listen. I'm not telling. I'm not saying and that she's got a fatal when it's, flaw. Because when it's she's an intimidating in giant man, it yes, absolutely, all those things. So uh, who uh, knows? But I think the last few episodes have opened something up for us in terms of what's going on for Sophie. Well, definitely because it's been very much about Sophie. But up until episode thirteen or something, mm. there wasn't much going on there. Mm. No, they were a stable couple. And they just and the the drama was with Scott and Katie or with um, Zara yes. being the least charismatic person to ever <laughs> exist or whatever. Oh no! Or Dan being similarly uncharismatic. But um, now there's a lot about Sophie and Tom, and it just seems so obvious that she's not that into it. I know, and but she did try to let him down the last few eppies and they were having some he didn't cop quiet it. blow-ups. He yeah. never once said, "Okay, it seems like we're not in the same I know. position." And therefore... Well, he would say like he would say like I don't think you're there and she wouldn't she wouldn't end it there. She would leave him hanging. See, something keeps her in it, and oh, I don't yeah. believe it's only fear. No. I don't think so either. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It's not that simple. But it's definitely the show's got something to do with it. Yeah. Can't fight, quite figure it out, but she's not happy in that relationship. No. No. And But remember, one of the things she said right at the beginning was, I do what I want. Yeah. She's not doing what she wants. No. No, it, she's not. It brings, I mean... I, I always go back to negation, hmm. but hmm. it's so important. I never do what I want. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every affirmation is also a negation. Or I wish I could do what I want yeah. is what she's saying there. Yeah. It's a statement of a wish. I yeah. agree. Yes. And um, she doesn't. She's not no. doing what she wants. No. And you can tell And Tom that. knows. Ha- and how do we know? I mean, she finds ways to show her her dissatisfaction. 
but yeah, what are they? How do we know? I want to know like the, the, the mix of, yeah, it's a good point. The mix of like body language and just timing and different things like that. And just not saying things at certain times. And what, how do we know that? Cause it's just seems so obvious. That there's just, she's not there's also it. like, there's, well, there's no acting out. There's also no sign of happy contentment. So she seems to be trapped somewhere. It's kind of a melancholic position. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's not acting out. No. She's not like being badly behaved. No, the opposite. But she's also like never being um, goodly behaved. Yes, she's melancholic. Yeah, she's just sort of there. Which makes sense if we were to... Yeah. If we're making our file. Yeah. Pre-suicide. Mm. Papa. We love you, Sophie. Sophie, don't do it. Too late. She done it. But I am interested in this um this fearful Zara should have done it. Done what? Killed herself. Holy moly, big call, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I mean she I see why you're place. saying that. Yeah. There's something so tragic about Zara in the show and I'm so glad she hasn't taken her own life. But there is something so, so tragic about more, her. Yeah. So in this episode we just watched because she's been so like thoroughly unlucky in love. They, <laughs> She was like, oh, hello. They're, they're, um, the people, um, my friends in the villa are taking me on a flirting boot camp. <laughs> Because she needed a boot camp. They're teaching me about flirting <laughs> and eye contact. <laughs> and, and they were like, okay, Zara, um, if you're interested in someone, don't go, ah, oh, just sort of pull back a little bit. And go, ah. Oh. Uh, go, ah, oh, just a little, ah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, if you're into them, don't say, I love you and I know what our children's names are. Don't say that. Just go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you were asking me before about um, Zara. Te- Zara about Terry's um no not Terry about Adam's tattoos. Oh yeah, they look like Greek gods. I'm just gonna. Adam's, I mean, would there be a web page on that? Is that what you're Adam to from find? Love Island? Oh, Adam from Australia. No, not Adam up. from Australia. Adam from Love Island. I mean, Adam Ferruja, you are a king. Oh, we love you. Adam from Love Island, UK, though. Adam Faruja. Adam Max Ted is a Northern Irish professional wrestler and former. Yeah, this really? Is yes, that is him. That's him. Um, so, uh, for our listeners, Adam is the newest inmate. He had just been brought on after there was speed dating with four men came in to the house, speed dated every woman in the house very quickly. They... Uh, chose two, no, the British public chose two of the four and then the housemates decided on one that would come in. Adam was chosen. He's Irish, Northern Irish. He came in based on the vote of the housemates Mm -hmm. and he was interested in Olivia. Olivia's just mugged him off. Zara is interested in him, but it doesn't seem like it's going to, it's like a real thing, but I think they might stop soon. But he's new, he's heavily tattooed. Is he the one that takes Zara's crown? I think that they stop, and that's the reason she's no longer Miss Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He looks okay in these. I think he would, I mean, he looks like a fucking idiot on the show, but he would look good if he had long hair. Yeah. 
That's he's my got, po- that's my position on this. Gelled spike. But I'm hair. just trying to work out what it, what his fucking tattoos are. But there's some there's some mythological element going on here. Don't you think? What's pathological? Mythological, I said. Oh. <laughs> What's mythological about his chest tattoos? Yes. Oh, there's something going on. It looks. Can you? Can, you I, got a photo? I'm googling them, but I can't see because his the shadows are always bad, and his fake tan is so. Hectic. Oh, it's so intense. But there's some like 300 fucking Leonidas shit going on here. He's ripped. He's really ripped. Is he? I think there's um, a Socrates on him. I think it's Socrates too on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And then I'm not looking at it, but I remember I'm thinking. looking at it now. Yeah, I and agree. then there's some other beardy guy in the middle I don't recognise, and then Zeus there's like an Achilles on the right peck, I think. I think he's Socrates on the left peck and Achilles on the right, and then in the middle I don't know who that is. Achilles, but it's, yeah, Weird. okay. But um, so there's like philosophy mixed with mythology mixed with. Well, he's like a warrior thinker. Okay. But the middle guy is more important. Show me a photo. Who is it? I don't know. I can't turn my laptop oh, no, around okay. right now. One second. Here we go. Holy shit. Oh, because there's so much glistening Look between how, yeah, these pecs. We the, oh, there's too much glistening. Who's the middle? I don't know. It's got to be Zeus. But uh, Where is this? Whose sculpture of Zeus is a it? sexy... Homoerotic stripping event, or is this? It's what? professional wrestling. Is this so, yes. for men? Yeah, this is for, this event is for men. Yes, <laughs> it's for his pleasure. What the fuck <laughs> is this? They've got shiny gold, tiny underpants on that are glistening. Mm-hmm. Their pecs are glistening. Yeah, that's normal. And I can see their penis heads. That's also normal. What's your problem? Yeah, it's totally normal. What is the... What is going on in his arm, on his sleeve? What are his tattoos? I don't know what's going on in his sleeve because it's some sort of geometric slash Celtic thing. Is going. it Celtic? I think it's so, like yeah. like the inner workings of a watch. But um, his dick is small. His dick is small. Speaking to your microphone. <laughs> Dick is small. Um, his dick is small, but um, anyway, there's a Celtic sleeve, and then there's a, like a Maori sleeve. Ke- doesn't look Celtic to me. No, it does to me. Really, the right one, the mm. left one looks fucking just whack. I don't know, but it's geometric and tribally. So fucked. And then he's got a Greek chest. The Greek chest is done quite well. It's not bad tats. He, do you think he just went with whatever he's? Do you think ta- he was like, give me the life? fucking school of Athens, just give it to me, just give- on my fucking chest. Just give it to. Me. He's like, I, I don't know. Listen, I don't, I don't have any particular preferences, but I like circa five hundred BC. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Don't put, don't put Pericles right on there, but. But all those sorts of people, all the people that congregate around, you know, think, thinkers of that time. And they're like, 
and then he's looked down. He goes, "Oh, you've put Achilles on there." It's not exactly what I meant, but <laughs> it's much earlier. But <laughs> important figure in Hellenic thought. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, no, I love it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> Could you um think they have put the fake tan on Achilles? <laughs> For this to look authentic, I mean, these were Greek people. You are going to have to slather on the fake tan. He's like, I can do that. Yeah, I yeah. can do that. Yeah, <laughs> he's got got a picture of he's got a bit a picture of Patroclus <laughs> eating a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't going to look like Achilles Whoa. if you stay this white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The famous tale of Odysseus and the Euros. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, well, that deals with Adam's tats. Um, oh, so many things. Like, okay, so we there's, there's there was a lot of Sophie and Tom, and then there was a lot of Reichardt and Olivia. Should yeah. we go through oh, more yeah. Sophie and Tom, and then just and then what go deep Sophie on Reichardt and, and Olivia? Have? Um, oh, let me have a look through my let me have a look through my notes, and let's see. Um, Okay, so before the cup, the recoupling ceremony, this is what Sophie said. I don't know what's nerves, what's excitement, oh. and what's dread. Yes. And do you know what the answer to that is? It's dread. It's all dread. <laughs> it's all dread, baby. <laughs> it's like, um, oh, that's, really that's like one prominent Melbourne analyst says. Uh, when people say they're ambivalent, it's usually only one of those things. You know, if you say, uh, I like, negation, right? if I like you, but I also hate you, I then your interlocu- you. <laughs> interlocutor only hears that you hate them. <laughs> well, like, and that person only feels like they hated, like, ha- but the hater. Oh, no, I believe the hater can feel both love and hate. Oh, oh if you receive ambivalence, you're only going to hear it as one thing. Oh, okay. Well, you're is that trying, what you're saying? I don't think that there is this sort of like. One is to one thing of there's a sender and a receiver of Who's, hate. Okay, can you remind me of what this analyst is saying? If one person is ambivalent. Okay, but the point is that the, the love listener? and hate don't exist without two people in the first place. So there's no, no such thing as one. You can't just send hate. Hate is a, is a structure that emerges between two people. But when you were saying that, one person f- hear well, one person f- hears only one thing. Is that yeah, if you thing? tell me I love you and I hate you, I hear I hate you. The listener only hears hate. Yeah, yeah. I believe that people can experience both both affects of love and hate, but the thing is that the affect isn't the only thing to love and hate. It's also a relationship. And the receiver is only ever going to receive the hatred of that ambivalence. Yeah, that's the important part, right? It's interesting because I think some people attach themselves to the love in that ambivalence Mm. and don't ever hear the hate. That's strange because they must experience the hate in one way or another, right? I mean, there are plenty of people, there are are definitely plenty of people dedicated to a form of loving that, brings them into contact with hate and that in fact that mm. they 
they're you know addicted to the hate but i think we call those toxic relationships mm-hmm. usually don't we that's right they're yeah. everywhere yeah but um but sure that happens mm. that people wouldn't they would block out the fact that there's hate involved but I think lots of people do that, and I think it's like it's exemplified in Sophie and Tom's relationship. Oh God, where's seminar twenty? Here. No, that's seminar eleven. Oh. Um, um, but you know, Sophie. No, Sophie's no, no, he's, express- got a, he's got a thing. But Sophie's expressing to Tom a, a form of hate in her interactions with him, and he refuses to see that. Yeah, and he's hateable because he just is. Such a little lapdog. Yeah, maybe like a rule, a rule-making lapdog. No one wants that. Yeah, he's like someone whose line you have to toe, but who also wants also to lay in your just, lap. Yeah, yeah, he's just who wants that. He's got he's demanding all the power, but producing none of the novelty. Yes, he's un, yes. he's lacking yes. creativity in their relationship, yes. and then. He's just um, crying when she's not, like, responding to his every whim. Yeah, I think that's right. And providing no novelty, it's true. She's not excited at all by him. He doesn't... Except maybe by the fear of him. Sure. And that can be enough for and a lot that, of people. And that, but that is the only thing for her and it's waning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. It's in Seminar 20, but Lacan intimates without saying very specifically that Love can't, in fact, exist without the possibility of hate. Mm-hmm. If there's not the possibility of hate, then love doesn't emerge. But I'm, oh, I wish I had the quote. But um, the thing with Tom is that she pities him at most. I don't mm. think she hates him. Mm. If she could hate him, then she could possibly also love him. She does. She doesn't hate him. Yeah. That's what keeps her close to him right yeah. now. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we'll, let's leave them at still being in an ambivalent position. And I mean, we know that we eventually know in an episode up. to come that yeah. they're going to, that it's going to break. But right now they're still drawing it out. Um, okay. Then my next note after that about the nerves and the excitement and the dread. Oh, let's not look at these drunken notes from the previous episodes. Why really? not? They could be telling. Oh. Um, why don't Reichard and Olivia done it? Oh well, I and I did I write that before they done love. it? Um, no, we must have seen them still. Reichard and Olivia fuck in <gasps> episode. So they are. This is such an interesting storyline. I think. Go ahead. Well, Reichardt and Olivia were not, they were coupled, but by default, they were friends who weren't ever romantically engaged, but they loved each other so much as friends, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, this new girl, Rachel, came in, Reichardt was interested, that was sort of going on, they went into the hideaway, they didn't stop, but they sort of fooled around, and Olivia and Reichardt still coupled, so still sharing a bed. And then Reichardt and Livia one night, like just two episodes ago or something, I think, right? They have this stealth stoop. They fuck secretly mm-hmm. that they both enjoy. I mean, there's so much to say here. What do you say about this, Sam? Like, then they don't well, end finish up... finish telling the story okay. and then they so then, pinky promise that so they'll they never tell anyone. they pinky promise that they won't tell anyone. Mm. 
Rikard doesn't come clean to Rachel, who he is kissing and canoodling with and who is who he is like romantically coupled with. Yes. This beautiful woman. Even though he's technically in a couple with Olivia. Is he's bedded with Olivia yes. and is actually bedding her, but is still like a, like this woman, Rachel, is a dreamboat and she's so amazing and beautiful and I love her and I want her to love me. And isn't honest with her. Anyway, Two episodes prior, I think it must be episode 15, 14. Which, what are you asking? When people get evicted. Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. 15. Yeah, so yeah. Caroline Flack comes on and is like, listen, we're putting the vote to the British people. They're going to vote for the two couples that they, the two couples that they least like. Mm-hmm. And then those two couples are voted on. It's Zara and Daniel, who have no romantic engagement, and Rachel and Reichard, who are romantically involved. And then those two couples are chosen by Britain. And then Caroline Flack is like, surprise, one person is going to be voted off from each of these couples and the housemates have to decide. So then the housemates had to decide who of these two couples would be going. Mm -hmm. Now, Daniel was chosen over Zara to go. Mm-hmm. So the housemates were loyal to Zara and her seemingly pointless quest for love mm-hmm. and Daniel was leaving and Rikard was chosen over Rachel. Rachel was a new housemate. They were loyal to Rikard. She was getting kicked off. Okay, so our listeners don't know because we haven't spoken about it, perhaps they've watched, that those two people get kicked off. Before they leave, Caroline Flack, the host, takes Rachel aside away from the rest of the cast before she's about to leave the show and say, hey, by the way, uh, two nights ago, Rikard fucked Olivia in bed just uh, the night after you'd been in the hideaway with him. Does that change how you feel? Because, oh, because Rikard had made a decision to leave the show because Rachel was leaving. Anyway, this is a long story that I don't care to describe in detail. Anyway, Rikard wants to make it good with Rachel but actually is in love with his, with Olivia and this is this strange dynamic of like that Rikard and Olivia never telling each other how they feel genuinely except that they stooped and they love each other and they make each other cry, but neither of them have said to each other, I have feelings for you. Do you think they might not? Do you think they are just well, really good question. friends and it was a friend fuck? And Maybe. They're, um, they are, because then eventually Rikard leaves. Yes, right? he does. He, he does leave, to leave. Not necessarily for Rachel, but he leaves... I think for other reasons, mostly because he's just sick of being there. I don't think he wants to have to like tune another bird. He doesn't. That's what he keeps saying. He's like, I don't. He keeps saying, I don't want to have to tune. I don't want to have to tune or whatever the word is that they say. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to steal. I don't want to have to keep grafting a bird. Yes. And fair enough. Like it's just. It must be tedious having to do that and redo it all the time. And meanwhile, Olivia is crying. Like, don't leave. Don't leave. But yes, she never but once I think, says, "Don't leave," because I love you. But I. But I think it's a different type of love. It's like, I don't actually think that she would want to be with him. Yeah, and maybe they both know that. It because the way she, because she tells Marlon and um one other chick, Kara. Kara. No. Marlon and 
Yes, Marlon and Cara. Cara, yeah. Um, that they fucked and she goes, it was just a friend fuck. And there was something pretty truthful in her tone of voice. Is that voice. what she said? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, and I don't know... I don't know if that is true or if that's just a wish of hers that it was, open quotes, just a friend fuck. I don't know. But remember remember when Rikard was telling Tom, no one knew. This was before the Mm. eviction. Mm. And Rikard was like, Tom, I have to tell you, Olivia and I fucked. And Tom was like, what the hell, man? What? What the fuck? No one was expecting it. And he was like, she's my girl. Remember remember this conversation that we were watching where he was... Like, she's my girl. She's my girl. Yeah. 100% she's my girl. I love her. I love her. Yes, and he didn't and we even like, realize he was saying he that. He didn't even realize. He thought he was talking about a friend, but he was saying, I love exactly. her, like, over and over. Exactly. Yes. But then he was also holding hands with Tom during the coupling oh up Oh, my ceremony. God. And <laughs> that, the highly sensitive It was very moment. cute. They were holding hands. The men they hold hands. They were squeezing hands. They were squeezing hands. It was very beautiful to watch. It was so beautiful. <laughs> they were so anxious that they were just clutching well, each other's the men, hands. The men hold each other. So who was that? That was That Rikard. was Tom and Rikard. And Rikard, Tom was seated? Who was seated? Rikard was, was seated. Yes. And Tom, because he had already been in a very rocky patch with Sophie, mm. was thinking might, Sophie might pick Adam, the new guy. With the, with the women, the women had the power. Yeah, the oh, women were doing shit, the choosing. That's right. And so Tom stood up and he was like, Sophie might not shit, pick that's me. That's true. And he was just clutching <laughs> Reichard. It was beautiful. It's true. They were clutching hands. Solidarity of any kind is lovely to watch. It's absolutely gorgeous. It doesn't matter if it's between a man and a woman, a man and a man, a woman and a woman. If there's like genuine solidarity, it's just so beautiful. I agree. Which brings me to this question of girl code. Oh, thank you for bringing us there. Mm. What is girl code? Mm. It's interesting. So, so Rikard was. I don't want to sound completely naive. I I get no. the usage of the of the term, but I want us to try and think a bit but more I'm, rigorously. But I'm I'm interested that. in this because okay, so. Rachel was voted off the show and Caroline Flack pulls her aside and says, just before you go and Rikard's about to chase you, you should know before Rikard chases you and you take him that he slept with Olivia two nights ago and you don't know about that and you should know about that, which is a really interesting, like it's interjecting on Mm. the show's behalf Mm. in a really significant way. Mm -hmm. So the show host who is never visible, ever, Except comes on, floats one in. Yeah, one episode floats in and it's like, by the way, this guy who's about to be like, we should be together, he fucked someone else two nights ago and you should know. Very interesting. Anyway, Rikard chooses to leave and then they film in episode 16, which we just watched, we just saw this, that they have a meet-up, Rachel and Rikard, and they like give themselves, like they, they set up two glasses of Chardonnay and these two people sit at a table and Rachel was like, by the way, I know everything. What do you got to say about yourself? And Rika was like, oh, shit, all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right then. And uh, then they talk about it and then immediately Rachel is like, I'm so angry at Olivia. She got out of bed the next day and she smiled at me and she talked to me like nothing had happened. Yeah. And she went on a real rant about how the person at fault here 
was Olivia. Olivia. Olivia, who wasn't in a sexual relationship with her, who wasn't, who hadn't promised anything to her. Yes, but girl code. See, girl code involves a promise that you sort of walk into without without having to do anything active. Girl code, I wonder. Mm. My first thought, without having thought about what girl code is, really, mm. this is like really an uneducated decision. But it's it's more about pardoning men. Sure. Because in that moment, she should have yeah. been like, "I don't give a fuck what Olivia was doing. We had no, we had no promise, but you and I did." Why was her issue with Olivia? Okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to fight against that because it definitely has that effect, which is that she gets to blame. Olivia because Rather than blame she's man. not trying to be with Olivia. It's anti-feminist. So it, it's... It's anti-girl code. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it's anti-girl codes, uh, anti-feminist so much as it just is a way of displacing the um, the negative emotion from the, yes. ma- from the person that she wants to be with to some other person. Yes. I'm not sure that it's precisely... Anti-feminist, but mm. I do see what you're saying because it happens to be like a difference between a man and a woman. But it could also just be like three people of the same sex in a similar, in an exactly similar bind. Yeah, but it's not in this situation. In this situation, and it's, it's not, not in these shows that we watch. No, but is there something else to girl code other than that? Because if we try and take Olivia's yes. position. Olivia would still know that there was something on her mind that Rachel would want to know. Yes. So, what's the ethical imperative there? Or and actually beyond an imperative, beyond like what should Olivia do based on some idea of like a 10 commandments? Mm. Uh what would be like a a generative and productive thing for Olivia to do? There. Yes. Well, what is Olivia's responsibility there? No, no. I mean, beyond a responsibility, just like because I think that Olivia would have felt, I know something Rachel should know. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. agree? Yes. Okay, but I also totally think it's not her. It's not her responsibility to inform Rachel. Yes, but to know something someone else should know but doesn't. Yes. But she would still feel some sting from just oh, knowing, yeah. I know something. If she and has a conscience, she does. Yes. And so there's something there that taps into feminine solidarity just through that ethical yes. imperative, yes. which is that like, if Rachel knew this about a man I was involved yes, with, I, I would, would want to know. I would want to know. Okay. But I want to go beyond that a bit and just say, what would be like a thing that would be... Because let's say that... Girl code isn't just that, isn't just that universal imperative. But Olivia also got something she wanted and didn't want anyone else to know about, like that pinky promise yes, serves Olivia too. What, she could, what could she have done for her, uh, you know, what, for, for her, her solidarity? For, for women there that would have been creative without just being a demand? Well, nothing that doesn't look manipulative. Are you sure? Well, what could she, she? It's not like she could have gone up to Rachel and been like, "Hey, I, I've no reason to say this. There's no, there's no tangible evidence, but I think you should be a little sus on Rikard. There's okay. no way of doing that no. without being man- manipulative." And, and then what would it, what would it have looked like if she went up to Rachel and said, "By the way, I feel bad about." Oh, 
No, see, that's being manipulative. By the way, I don't feel bad about it, but you should know that Reichardt and I fucked. Yes, right. So that would be that would be the burden of truth on her. Yes. The burden of truth so is again on her. Olivia has to. Co- Olivia has to. The cop burden it. of truth is again on her. But the burden of cum is on her. What are you talking about? It's on Reichard. No, it's not. He ejaculates and then it's. Oh fuck on you, her. man! Oh, is that how you feel? You're absolved when you ejaculate. Is that how men feel? That does make sense. Yeah, when it comes <gasps> out. When it comes out, it's no longer yours. No. And you're absolved. It's someone else's. Oh my god, that speaking really, to the microphone. That really makes sense. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, it's not my prop. It's yours now. It's yours now. Oh yeah, right. And then you're like, yeah, it's mine now. Can you at least fucking throw me a towel? Yeah. At the very least. Okay, so I've had a thought. Mm. But it's true. This is a good point. I don't know if it's her responsibility, but it's it's a hard situation to be in. It's a I fucking mean, hard situation. There is, I'm there not is no good. Or, there yeah. is no good or bad way to, to like. There is no answer to this because she has known Rikard for all of two weeks longer than she's known Rachel. Her loyalty is to him. Plus, she wants to stoop him. So she has done that. She does feel bad, but is it her responsibility to make that better with Rachel? Okay, and then okay. does girl yes. code provide yes. the answer? Yeah. No, it doesn't, but it also, it's also, that is, a, that is an aside to what Rikard's responsibilities are to Rachel because, because Olivia is not making a direct dishonesty no. in Rachel's direction, but Rikard is. Yes. Rikard is. Because he was getting it on with her the night before in the hideaway mm-hmm. and then stooped Olivia the next night and then said the nothing. Hideaway? And I'm sorry, like, I do think that this is like... Do you like, think they fucked in the hideaway? I don't know. But they apparently didn't. They tried to sell it to us like they didn't. Right. But okay. who knows? Yeah. Because I think they were both like, no, let's not. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But... But I, but I, yeah, I just think like don't take like talking about girl code in this instance is just taking away from the responsibility of Rikard. But I do think that there's something about like the idea when when Rachel arced up mm. and she was like Olivia should have told me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like saying I expect very little from from men. Mm-hmm. But I expect more. So there is something girl Cody about it. There, and there, there is something mm-hmm. maybe not misogynistic about it, which is like I expect more from women. Mm-hmm. And I expect very little from men. Mm-hmm. I don't even expect you to ah, be honest Ah, so it's Miss Andrew. Yes, possibly. <laughs> which I think is sort of what the hatred of Israel is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back to Silverchair. Well, because I think... Because even the notion that a girl code would exist is really like redoubling the divide between sexes, like and reifying a reifying a gender divide. Yeah, like why shouldn't um, Rachel expect a similar solidarity from men? Because okay, so like. Oh, because that's from Tom, way too much. Let's say her. not from Rikard, because there's I mean, hell, there's I an don't, like, there's an opposition inherent to the love relationship. You know, 
like um because girl code should grow to encompass Tom, I think. Because Tom has that special knowledge as well now. You know, because Reichardt admitted it to Tom. and Did Rachel know that Tom knew? No, she didn't know that she knew. But if she'd known that Tom had known, would he be absolved from this girl code thing where Olivia wouldn't be absolved? Let's say that... Yes. No, he would be. Because well, Olivia, but it's but it's not the same. If, if Olivia wasn't the woman that Reichard fucked, if it was Kara that knew, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same, would it? I believe I that know. what Rachel's expressing is unhappiness okay, about I'll Olivia. I pose a hypothetical. These are the people who know Reichard because he did it, Olivia because he did it, she did it, she. Wow, that's a good slip. Kara, mm. um, because Olivia said it to Kara. Yeah, but not at that point. No, but let's just pause it. Yeah. And Tom, because Reichard said it to Tom. Who of those four people is bound by girl code to let Rachel know? I don't know. I don't know what girl code is, but I, I have no idea what girl code but is. But if you try and work it out in the way that these people are using it. Are you well, trying the, to eat a plum from the plum wine? Yes, but I, I don't understand what I meant to work out here. Like, are you are asking? Because <laughs> if she... And then, okay, and Carolyn Flack sits her down and says, by the way, before you no, I think, accept Reichard's advances, you should know he fucked Olivia and also Tom knows it and also Kara knows I'm it. I'm sorry, I think it's wild for Rachel to sit there and go, I'm angry that Olivia, the girl at Reichard fucked, didn't tell me. Not saying I'm pissed that you didn't tell me. No, listen, I agree with you, but I think the interesting thing here is to try and work out why she went straight to Olivia there. Because as far she as was the girl goes. that got dicked by Reichard. I know, but no, no, but can, you th- can we go a bit further? Khan. No, there's more. There's something there more. more to, yeah, I think. What so. is there more than her having received well, the for inst- man? Okay, for instance, why do you think, other than, okay, we've gone through one idea, which is that Rachel is so attracted, so devastatingly attracted to Rikard that she needs to excuse him at all costs. Mm-hmm. So she's going to go to Olivia as the blame. No, I, no, no, that's that's one read. One. On why she went to Olivia. But I want to know more than that. Devastatingly attracted. Don't I you think totally that ambivalent it, maybe me. there's something to girl code that... She's I mean, ambivalent. Like something in girl code is extremely important and... What is it? What are you saying? Then say it. What are you saying about girl code? No, no, I don't. I don't actually have a preconceived idea here, but I just have a notion that... Something is like, something was very important to Rachel that she goes straight to Olivia as the blameworthy yes. party. and I don't know the answer. It's whether or not she's trying to avoid um, castigating a man and therefore mm. she goes to the woman involved. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's it. I'm not, I'm not ruling that one I'm out. Not sure, exactly. Yeah, but I'm uh, just trying to work out if there's another one. Or whether it is, come on, we're all... Like me and every like as women, we're better than these men. Why would we let these men come between us mm. as dishonesty? Mm. They're two very different things, aren't they? And I don't know the answer. Mm. 
I think I wish we could talk to Rachel about it. Yeah, me too. Because it's a really good, it's a really good little. Because she just went straight there. She yeah, went Carolyn Flack was like, by the way, Reichardt fucked Olivia, and she goes, I wish Olivia had told me. And like, is that straight- what she said to? Oh no, she said that to Reichardt. Did she say that to Caroline Flack as well? I think she said it in the oh, in like one of those no. piece to cameras. Thing. Yes, because she was like, "Oh, Ricard, he's, he's like such a nice guy, such a nice yeah. guy." Yeah, and like, and I guess that it's possible the editors made it so as well. Yeah, and I still think that that reflects the thing, which is that something's going on there. There's something about like um, intragender solidarity yep. that's, and also like power relations within genders. Yeah, that like um, is in this constant reciprocity with. The, the relation bet- between genders so yes. that um, the, the couple relationship is always like being reflected as a power relationship mm. in the in the like the homosphere mm. and then um, and then also your position in the homosphere is reflected in the heterosphere so mm. that like in within the couple you you suffer or succeed based on like how people of your own kind or whatever uh, receive you. Mm. And then if you don't fit into like one of the, like the prevalent gender identities or sexual identities, then how that operates must also be quite fragmentary. But it's even it's still fragmentary now anyway i can't act- it's mm. it sounds so simple but i can't actually work out what rachel's issue <laughs> was simple. yeah it's not simple it's i can't act- because i've i've thought maybe she was just upset about losing face in front of women because Reichardt had mm. dogged her but then it's mm. it's it's not it's not just that Yes, and like, is it that the solidarity or the relationships that she'd made with women in the house were ultimately more important than these flings with men and this sort of flimsy connection she'd made with Reichard? And actually, her her dissatisfaction with Olivia's behaviour was like, whoa, I thought this was real. Like, I thought our friendship... Was real. Yeah, she only in Reichard for like two days. Yeah, this floozy. This, aside, guy this guy is just aside, the token that I was using like, to. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I did actually think that we had a friendship. Maybe what she was saying was these romances, they're false. I thought that we had made a friendship connection. Mm. Yeah. And also, like, um, the place. Where because it does seem to like her anger in that moment mm. does seem to take more seriously her relationship with Olivia, with Olivia. Than it does yes, a, than yes, it does yes, yes. I think one thing is that maybe the mm. the place where the relationship, the existence of the relationship with Ryakard is registered in Olivia or in the women as witnesses, so that for it to even exist mm. as a relationship, it has to be witnessed by her, like, peers. Mm. With so, Reichard. Yeah. Mm. So that Olivia amongst them is more important to the ratification of mm. the existence of the relationship mm. in the first place. 
and and Olivia by her actions completely undermined that relationship. Mm. Mm. We also don't know like what private words they exchanged that weren't you know didn't make it into the cut, but maybe they've. Maybe I mean, they had a number of because discussions. Because Rachel knew that Olivia and Rikard were sharing a bed. That was probably a conversation point. Yes, and they maybe hey, discussed that. Hey, by the way, that. like Rikard and I are sort of hooking up, but I know you share a bed with him. What's that about? Yeah. You guys hooking Does up. Does he no, fart no. a lot in bed? No, we're just friends. We're just friends. I don't know. We never touch each other. Exactly. She Go probably for it. had to Go make sense. Go for it. She we're mo- just friends. She probably had to lie. Who? Olivia. About her feelings for Rikard. No, about the fact that they fucked. No, that was only one day. Yes, but there's probably some conversation they had where... No, um, it was one day. Where Rachel was like, hey, does he fart a lot in bed? And Olivia would be like, no, he doesn't. No, but they they hadn't fucked yet. They fucked fucked just like a night before she left. Was it really only a night before? Yeah. I think there were two nights in between and like they were in the hideout. Rachel and Rikard were in the hideout. The next day, Rikard was back in bed with Rachel, with Olivia. They fucked. And then I think the next day or the next day, the day after that, she got. But, yeah. I mean, Rachel said that. She was like, I, uh, Olivia looked me in the eye. She smiled at me. We had a chat. We've talked more about this than just about anything else now. I I'm think. really interested in it. Because, yeah. Do I you think... know why it is? Why? Because Rikard's the person I'm most attracted to in the house and right. Rachel's the person you're most attracted to in the house. No, but we've talked about Rikard and Olivia and I think Girl Code just brings up this big thing about um, mm. about homosocial relations. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, because nobody says... Boy code is not a term. I, it's No, of course it is. Bro, bro code, of course it is. Is it really? They Absolutely. haven't mentioned it on the show. Yeah, bro code, of course. Like when Terry Bros came in. Bros before hoes. No, when Terry came in and stole Marlon from Rikard. Yeah. They were like, oh, I know this against bro code, man, but like it's a big deal. Did they use the it's, term it's bro code? E- yeah, it's equal. Oh, okay. It's term. Oh, well, I feel stupid. No, I think it is. But anyway, then... Rikard wrote Rachel a poem in this, and then it was oh my god, it was so shit. It was like a terrible limerick. Can we play it? Wasn't even an acrostic. I want to play it. And then, and she was like, "Oh my god, I love you, Rachel." When you came into the house with uh, your blonde hair, and uh, what did you say? What episode? I never guessed that you'll be my girl for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it when she was like, um, you know, and I'm pissed off at Olivia, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also pissed off at you for not telling me. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I, uh, well, um, I, uh, well, I, uh, and Olivia didn't want anyone to know. And I loved it, Sam. You were just like, why can't he just say? It was difficult and I made the wrong decision. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, you just like made apologies very easy. (laughs) Because mostly people... But I love that advice. So it was difficult and I made the wrong decision. I'm sorry. If you can just cop that. If you can just cop that sentence. It's hard though, I think. But it's true. It's like because you have to accept that 
you made the wrong decision but because it's so easy to say you're imperfect you like and you yes. lacked capacity in that position yes. or whatever. Yeah, I made the wrong decision. It was difficult and I made the wrong decision. I'm sorry. He couldn't say anything like that in no. trying to make amends from him fucking another woman. And he said, if I could take it back, I would. And then in the diary room, he was like, do I regret fucking Olivia? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not regret it. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> All right. How did you find it? Oh, I. Okay. We ready? Yeah. I'm going to direct the microphone towards the computer. Mm. I read your poem. No, you did not. Yeah, do I read it? All right. Okay. Um, When you arrived with your elegance and beauty, I never predicted you'd be my tall blonde kitty. Never met someone so sweet in all my years. Lastly, <laughs> my favourite thing about you are the big beautiful ears. <laughs> You're so cute. Oh. oh. Is he though? That sucks. He has never pronounced a T in his life. It sucked so badly. Well, you came here as a beauty. I never knew you were being my cutie. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, it's so cute. And then we were talking about Olivia and Rykard and Speak or Die. Oh, my gosh. I love Speak or Die. Yeah. But your favorite line from Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't love that film, but I love that line. It's beautiful yeah. to speak or die. Oh, because I'm taking it personally now. For reasons you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I, I, I wondered if we love each other. Yeah, you think maybe it's. I wondered maybe if maybe they're smart enough, yeah. yeah, to know that that it it is that it's a friendship and they fucked and there's some maybe they're like in a brother sister relationship and they know it couldn't be a thing. Maybe neither. Of I don't them know what that wants means. it to be a thing. What okay. do you mean? Well, like, how does one know that you're in a quasi? pseudo brother-sister relationship that can't be? How do you differentiate that? Because of transference, they might. They're just the way they feel about each other is is reminiscent of a way they felt about it. But they fucked and they both liked it. So what's the difference? Are you trying to ask me to be pornographic right now? Or? No, truly. I'm pretty sure that what's the, the, like, the most popular search on Pornhub exactly. is... Exactly. To do with incest. So what porn. is this like? Oh, they know that it. Like, what is this like? In like faux incest. Yeah. That is meant like this. That the psychoanalysts believe is meant to be felt as incest. That is wrong. Well, first of all, I don't think that it's anything is meant to be felt as incest, and I also don't think that anything is incest so that what isn't is it? that isn't actual incest. Correct. So what so, is that? Uh, but they feel icky. They don't. They loved it. Yeah, but did they love it in an icky way that we don't know about? That's what I, it's pure speculation. Oh, but so the ick, it's the ick. But I think it's a different type of ick. Yeah, it's not the same. Just it's not, not same. being attracted to someone. But but it, there's still like like a creepy element or whatever yeah. that they both feel and they like. It's not meant to be. Yes, and they and they both and they're not morons. They fucked and they're like, oh. 
that felt transgressive mm. and and good, but I, and and we both know it wasn't true incest. But mm. also, I don't want to always feel like that or whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, like yes. like that. That's what it is. Okay. But I, <laughs> it felt icky and good, but I don't always want to feel like that. Yeah. Yes, yes, I get that. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that is what they feel. I think maybe that's what Reichardt felt, but it's not what Olivia felt because she really didn't want him to leave the house. Yeah. And he desperately wanted to leave. I mean, if that's not an incest response to an ick. What's that? I mean, he found a way to leave the house immediately after they fought. True. Yeah, he had to get away he from had to, that He house. had to get away. And it didn't seem like he was really trying to get away because of Rachel. No, I yeah. think maybe he needed to get away because of an incest ick. Oh, I wish we could interview these people. I it's know. all so speculative. <laughs> I know, it's true. We have to um <laughs> we have to get on <laughs> somehow. All right, uh it might be time to end saying goodbye to all my gals out there, gal code. Um I'm saying Goodbye to all my boys and um, making the shaka hand sign and saying bro code. It's lame. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>